And we're here with uh, Jojo Girard, if anybody remembers. Jojo Girard from back in the new Sunny FM days, which is back in what year, Joe? I got here in 88, and I think I left in 94, so 1988 to 1994. Okay, and you did a lot in, in those uh, few years, that's for sure. It was, you, you know, here. I was just, I found some photos, and I just, I, I bet that's the same six years that I've been in Grand Rapids, and it seems like we did twice as much stuff, promotionally speaking, at a radio station than we do nowadays. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sunny yeah. FM, when it came, it really hit everybody by storm. Of course, Jim Biggins preceded you in the morning. Yeah. But uh, he was like the money guy or something. Yeah, he was handing out cash. He would go in a limo, dressed in a tuxedo. And at first, nobody knew who he was. And I think it was before the station came on the air. Right. And then... Or, yeah. Oh, or, yeah, that's or right. It just had come on the air. And yeah. was just playing music. And then, so this guy would show up with cash and he'd hand it out. <laughs> and and I hope you get a chance to interview Jim because he has some great stories about that. Oh, yeah. Jim, Jim would have been here this weekend. But yeah. unfortunately, he had to bring a car somewhere or something anyway. But uh, anyway, so I'm glad to have you here. It's been it's been years since you and I actually talked too, yeah. because you know I've known you from right around '88, I think it was, or '87. Yeah, '88. Yeah. Back when I worked at Sunny FM, kind of a part timer over there. And uh, now I got to ask you, as far as radio goes, was that your first radio job? No, no, no. I started in Gaylord, Michigan, at a small uh, three thousand watt. Well, actually, when I got there, it was a small AM station that was only on during the daytime. And uh, so I worked there three years in Gaylord, Michigan, and then I moved out west to uh, San Diego, California, but um, it's a big market. So I worked in Tijuana, Mexico at a, you, at a Mexican radio station for three years. Now, do you speak Spanish? Uh, a poquito, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. You know, it, it's weird. You, I could swear at you in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because uh, it was it's a weird situation because uh, the, the transmitter and the studio was in this guy's house. Oh, okay. And uh, it was kind of a covert, but not covert. Mexico is a different country than oh America, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. So they had a fake studio up top that they had a, a local person in, and a, a, you know a Mexican national who would sit there and pretend to be working, and then I would be in the basement broadcasting for real out of a, a small studio they had down there. Right. And then we would broadcast back to the San Diego market in English. And then once an hour, we had to give the ID in Spanish. Yeah. Which, you know, Brit, Britta, she, she worked at a Spanish radio station, too, one, yeah. one of her first gigs. And she gave the ID, and she did it really, really well. Now, okay, you got the ID for the Spanish radio station oh, you yeah, worked yeah. at? Yeah, California, Mexico. 92.5 FM. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, I don't know if she told you this, um, but... They used to, and I don't know where she worked, but um, they used to do this thing called the Mexican National Hour. Okay. Every Sunday night, we would turn the station back over. It was in English most of the time. If you didn't hear that ID every hour, you would think it was just a regular radio station in the San Diego market. Okay. But they had to have a certain amount of Mexican programming, so they had this Mexican National Hour that was on. Well, for a while, political tensions got real tense in Mexico. There was a really hotly contested election. So um, they would have a guy with an M16 rifle stationed outside the door, a military, oh, an army uh, staff member, just in case somebody tried to take over the radio station during yeah. the speech. <laughs> it was very uneasy. Yeah, yeah. Very uneasy. Yeah, that's how I told the story to her about when uh, uh, they wanted to send me down to uh, Arizona right on the Mexican border to run a little AM radio station, Mexican radio station in 
and uh, the, where the drugs were running big and everything else. And it's like, nah, okay, I'll stay here. Thanks. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I was down there when, I don't know if you remember, I think his name was Enrique Camarena. He was a, a FBI agent who had infiltrated one of the cartels as an undercover officer. And they f- figured out who he was and they killed him. Yeah. They shut down the border for four days. You couldn't cross it. So I was stuck in Mexico for four days. I would sleep at the station. <laughs> you slept at the station. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah so. People don't know what, what we go. That's kind of the reason why I'm going to do this. People didn't know what we went through as, you know, being in radio. We did all kinds of crazy things, that's for sure. Had a lot of fun, but we had to do some things that, I like I say, I remember at Sunny FM, but I had to run to, to the station over in Lansing a couple of times for good, for Bob Goodrich because there was nobody there to fill in for, for him, so he, need, he needed somebody, so he'd send me over there, you know, after doing an overnight shift. And it's like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. But anyway, let's get back to you. Now, as far as you started over there, you, you, what, what, uh, what drove you over here to the Muskegon market? Well, you know, when you're young and it, it's kind of cool to work in Mexico, but then after a while, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about getting married and settling down and it's not really in, in the San Diego market's very expensive to live right. in. So, um, I started looking for jobs back, you know, in Michigan or in the Midwest where I could kind of. And there was no future really at that station because there was, you know, I wasn't honing my craft, you know? Yeah. So uh, an ad popped up in the old Radio and Records uh, magazine for uh, Sunny FM. So I applied uh, to a guy named Chuck Finney, who was Goodrich's corporate program director. Right. And he got back in touch with me and he's like, why would you want to leave San Diego to come back to Michigan? And I said, I heard good things about the station and I think it would be good for me to grow my career. And I think it was the best move I ever made to be honest with you. You pretty much got away with just about anything over at Sunny yeah. FM, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they encourage it. You know, I think anything short of losing the license. Uh, <laughs> Which came close <laughs> a few times. Yeah, probably did. I don't know. <laughs> I know some people came and looked at the files once or twice. Yeah. Um, so it was a good place. They really encouraged personality radio. And yeah. they they also taught you. I mean, they would sit down yeah. and do air checks with you. Right. And I think it was a little bit more of a craft yeah. back then. I don't know if they have that now. You know, where people would, like... you. I don't know if you ever did an air check session. With oh yeah. yeah. With Bob. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Bob and the program director. Yeah. yeah. And you sit down and you go over your show and you'd learn how to get better. Yeah. And, and I think that was, that's why it was a good career move is because they really encouraged personality radio Yeah. Uh-huh. and they looked out. So you weren't, you know, awful. Right. You know, you, they made, they honed your sound. So you sounded good. Right. You know, yeah, I don't know if that, that ever worked for me, but yeah, I remember. <laughs> I oh, you remember, were good, Oscar. Come on. I remember being there. I know that was the most, to believe it or not, of all radio stations I worked at, that was um, probably the most fun I ever had was working there at Sunny FM. We did have a lot of fun doing talking tunes on Eagle, but but Sunny FM, I mean, it was just, you, you got to do it. You know, the one thing I wanted I wanted you to talk about now, people probably don't realize too, when we had live uh, phone calls come in, they sounded live, but we would record them on Reel to Reel. Right. And you were a master at editing these things to make them sound good, I yeah. thought. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, Rich Michaels, who was at WBIC at the time, the morning man did like a little clinic for us on how to edit phone calls quickly. Yeah. And uh, was indispensable. But back then, I mean, you, you've probably talked about this before. You had a reel-to-reel player that they yeah. would come in on, and you would take them and splice them with a razor blade yeah. and then tape them. And while that's happening, a song's playing and it's running out. And, right. And back then there wasn't a computer where you could put all the music on. So you had to, you yeah. had to get that call edited, 
make sure the song was still playing or get another song in there if you weren't done and yeah and, and line it up and it was not easy but it was a lot of fun it's a lot of fun yeah, yeah. and the, i think everybody had their own tape too we each we each yep. had our own mm-hmm. tape <laughs> but uh and then you would you would also lose phone calls like you would like a lot of times you get a phone call and you go okay i can't use that today but i'll save it yeah yeah. And then you'd lose it, and you'd, or you'd accidentally tape over, over it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff you'd have like good material on there, and you tape over it, and you're like, ah, because it doesn't come back. I mean, it's not in the digital age. We can bring things back sometimes, right? Not always, even digitally, you lose stuff. But man, if you lost something, and you would be mad. Oh I yeah, just being mad at myself. It's like God, even though in the long grand scheme of things, it really didn't matter. But at the time when you're young, and you're like, yeah. I, I don't know if Blaine Ensley was still there or, or not. Do you remember Blaine? It was. I remember Blaine, but producer, I, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. You guys had producers. See, that's another thing too yeah. with Sunny FM. We had everything. I mean, we it was it was like uh, they really rolled out the carpet for for the the talent. I mean, everybody got producers. They've got uh, False, yeah people with screen phone calls. Basically, a producer at Sunny was somebody who screen phone calls. Yeah, put them on hold or run out and do stuff for you while you were on the air yeah yeah you kind of a gopher yeah and then of course we had our our public relations person i guess that was what the, what they called her Jeannie Valmer. yeah well we had a promotions department. promotions yeah. department yeah and she and, was part of that and that's something that um i think sunny was really good at yeah it was and Jeannie was really good at her job. oh yeah because we would come up with ideas and then she would you know find the stuff so we could execute them and we would go out in the community that's the thing when i noticed and i'm looking at the photos is we were out almost every day out you know yeah shaking hands talking to people right and what we'll, we'll t- i got some really good stories about well you've got some really good yeah. stories about that too and i would work with you in a few other things too but but Jeannie Vollmer, like i say I, I met her i've seen her again after all these years well, it's been 30 years since we were at yep. sunny fm and i was uh, thinking about that the other day yeah 30 Whoa. years man and uh but i mean when sunny fm came to town you guys really took over the market though i mean because people have never heard the stuff that you were getting away with on sunny fm yeah and it was also there that was the heyday of kind of and i hate using this term but kind of a shock jock yeah know, yeah getting out there and, and i don't think we were terribly shocking no we, were, we pushed the envelope a little bit oh but, yeah um the thing is we just got you'd go out and do stunts yeah know, to get attention yeah it was, it was crowded and you market. you were the king yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'd go out and like throw pumpkins off the roof of the the old Omni Fitness Center, and uh, one time for Gallagher tickets, I think we smashed stuff in the parking lot. People yeah. would bring stuff with a we'd had a giant sledgehammer, and we just <laughs> that was kind of during the Letterman yeah. years, wasn't it? Or yeah, it was kind of it was a fun time to be in radio because I think um, everything was a go, you know. Yeah, and people would you could try different things, and if you failed and it didn't work, I mean, Lord knows I did enough promotions where I would. I would try to get people to show up and nobody would show up. Really? We did, yeah, yeah, we did that a couple of times or, or few people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I remember the, the hands on boat one. I was there during that. Oh, and that yeah. was, that was pretty amazing. I thought a couple of them were going to die of heart attacks, but you know, I wasn't well, the, sure. The other thing we gave away a above ground pool and the people had to stay in the pool for a whole weekend. And then we found out that like halfway through that these people would get hypo. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. so we had to eat the water and yeah there was a couple times you're right i think i thought people were gonna die yeah i, I think these weren't exactly real well thought out plans but we no. we tried them i think we we're the first ones to do stuff like our sunday was the first one to do things like that so. no no yeah it was uh it was a lot of them weren't thought out yeah me. yeah 
So, so what are some of your favorite people? I mean, you and I have talked about Jeannie Valmer, of course. He was one of my favorites. And, of course, Ranger Bob. But- oh, we had so many great staff members. Um, I'm trying to think of. There was a time uh, when Jim Richards was a program director that I think everybody on that station wound up doing mornings at a major market. So you had me in mornings. Then Jim, who became super high up at Clear Channel, which is now iHeart. Right. Uh, I don't think he ever did mornings, but he was a big program director. So it was me, then him, then Chris. God, his name is Fernando Ventura. But on the air here, I think he went by Chris Thompson. Okay. Um, But he's still on the air doing mornings in San Francisco. Okay. And then Luke Sanders, I think, did mornings in Milwaukee for a while. So that whole lineup was pretty. Oh, and then we had... um, um, Taz uh, Turnbow, uh, he did mornings in Denver. He was on that staff too. Okay. His name, and uh, he used to work at GRD, and his name at GRD was Jojo Turnbow. But then he came to work here, and he, I already had that name. <laughs> and I told him, I said, We have Jojo, we have a two Jojos, but they're yeah. like, Nah, we can't do that. So they made him change his name to Taz. <laughs> Taz. Yeah. So, now, Jojo, how did you get that name? Well, I, that I, nickname came here because. Um, uh, I was Big Al Gerard in San Diego, and then that was based on Al Gerard, the old jazz singer. Okay, Gerard's right. my middle name. So, okay. So I was Big Al Gerard, and then I came here. Um, the guy who hired me was this guy named David Wood, and he wanted me to – I was doing nights at the time. Uh, I was hired to do nights first. And uh, so they said, well, I came up with a name for you. Uh, it's Smoking Joe. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at smoking joe's cafe <laughs> so uh i didn't like it too much i tried yeah. it like a couple the first couple nights i was on the air and i'm like nope uh so i came up with jojo it's based on a high school nickname of mine uh, my real name is howard okay so um my high school friends called me howard johnson and that of course became hojo <laughs> and uh and 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 that became jojo so okay that's where yeah because now i got the story from uh i don't know if you remember bob simonson the engineer yeah, yeah. He said he's the one that gave you the name JoJo, but anyway, I'm just just that's what he said. Well, I could he, you know, that's that thirty years ago, so you know that could have happened because I was very adamant in the building that I didn't want to be smoking Joe. So yeah, <laughs> you know, and and somebody could have thrown JoJo out there. It was close enough to my high school nickname. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not going to doubt his story. Yeah, I don't know either. My memory's not that great. <laughs> Mine either, especially thirty years. Yeah. That's a long time. Now, yeah, other things in radio that you did over there that. Um, I, you remember some of the part-timers too, like one of my favorites that I, I, uh, I got the job there from Lou Mitchell, Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou, I still yeah. t- stay in touch with. Yeah, he's up in, I think, Gaylord now. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he works in, I think, is he a chiropractor? Chiropractor, something yeah. like that, yeah. 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 Therapist, physical therapist, something like yeah, that. Yeah, he went to Mona Shores. Yeah. yeah. He still comes back here to town and plays music every once in a while. Yeah, he's actually pretty good. And uh, he was, I think, still in high school doing weekends yeah. for, when he got started here. Well, I, I met him the first time I met him. He worked for us part-time over at Rock 95 when I was over there in 80-something. So, yeah. So, yeah. And then he got me the job. He's the one that actually got me the job at Sunny FM. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and then Mike, Mike, Mike Rich. Do, yeah. The weekends. Yeah. Nasty man. Yeah. yeah. He's over in Grand Rapids now. Yeah. Um, uh, JJ Dooling did afternoons when I first started. Jim Biggins was in mornings. Uh Mark Frost, of course. Mark Frost did afternoons after, I think, J.J. left. Well, J.J. left, and I did afternoons for a while. Then Jim left, and I went to mornings. And then I think Mark went to afternoons when I went to mornings. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, there were some. And then Ranger Bob was there for a long time, and he went to MUS. And uh, oh, did he? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Then Jay Williams was there doing overnights. Craig Russell did overnights for a little bit. And uh, good lord, yeah, a lot of people went through there. A lot of talented people. Went oh yeah, there. yeah. That was that was one of the most talented stations I've ever worked at. Yeah. That's for sure. Now, um, what made you leave Sunny FM? Um, they had a change in management there, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the this is a great story. <laughs> the guy who hired me, David Wood, had gone to Baltimore and had taken a job at Mix 106.5 there. And he left. Like, this is, all right, so I'll get into this in a minute. So David was in Baltimore, and I was going on vacation uh, to Baltimore. Some friends of ours lived down there. And it was, we had tickets to the Orioles game that night, and it was 1994. And that was the year baseball went on strike. The night we got there, they went on strike, so our tickets now were no good for the next night. And I knew David lived there, so I said, you know, I'll, I'll give him a call. Maybe he'd want to, you know, hook up for a drink or something because now I got nothing to do. <laughs> so I called him up, and uh, he, so we went over to his house in Baltimore and had dinner, me and my wife. And he said, "Hey, how'd you like to come work for me?" Huh. And I'm here. He goes, "Yeah, I just had a guy. He just hired a guy from Morning Drive. He had hired a team from Morning Drive. One, two, two guys from different markets. He was going to team them up. And uh, one was Kenny Campbell, who became my partner, and the other guy was Steve Reynolds, who I think is a consultant now." And Steve said, nah, you know what? I decided I'm not going to come to Baltimore. He was in a relationship, didn't want to come or whatever. I don't know what his deal was. But now he had this guy, nobody to pair him with. So I said, sure. Yeah. I was disenfranchised at Sunny at that time. So um, I sent a tape in. Is this after Goodrich left or sold it or no? No, Goodrich is still there. Goodrich owned it. They just had gone to a different general manager, and it was oh. it wasn't as fun as it used to be. Yeah, yeah, for whatever reason, did I don't they, blame them. Did you know? they like reel you in a little bit or something? Or yeah, they were, you know, I, I yeah, yeah, it was just a difference of styles. Tim yeah. Helsing had a very free flowing style. Of yeah, kind of, you know, the prior general managers there had been very, and I, I don't want to say they were uptight, but they were uptight. So. <laughs> I wasn't really looking for another job, but they offered it to me, and me, I, I went and did an audition with them in Baltimore, and I really liked this guy. We got along really well. Yeah. So we formed a morning show team, and uh, did you like the team thing better than uh, solo? Or? Oh, a lot better. Yeah. yeah isn't that yeah. much? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot of pressure when you're working by yourself to come up with stuff. Oh yeah. As I'm finding out now, because I'm by myself at uh, Grand Rapids now at WFTR, but um, yeah, it was. Now, where is that on the dial? I mean, they they can get it here in Muskegon. Sort of comes in real well here. It's a no, very, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's only 3,000 watts, and I think it's on a very low stick. Oh, really? Uh, it's at 98.7. Okay, yeah, so 3,000 watts that's yeah. not bad because I do get it anyway here once in a while. Although I do get calls over there every once in a while from yeah. people in Norton Shores, yeah, uh, going Jojo. I remember you <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, in fact, there's a couple of contest pigs we had at Sunny that that are contest pigs. Contest <laughs> and, and I use that in a very nice term, yeah, sure, you I do. give people. <laughs> If they're going to listen and play the game, God bless them. You yeah. Know? yeah. If you get in more often than other people, it's because you're trying hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got some cousins that are contest pigs over in Wisconsin. They oh, did, really? Oh, yeah. They go go out every weekend because they're contest pigs oh, and yeah. win, win yeah. every week. Yeah. They don't pay for a movie ever. No, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, I, re- I reeled you into TV40, and you were happily doing all kinds of goofy stuff with me, and it, yeah. was, it was great. I was behind the camera. You were in front. Uh, you remember Pierre Marquette and talking to Elvis? Yes. Yes. That was uh, 
That was very. I I still got video of that too. Yeah, by we used the way. to play live bingo, did we not? Oh yeah, bingo. Yeah, yeah. bingo and on TV forty. Yeah, and then of course the 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 one time when you did a, a LB TV show, I think is what I was doing at that time. Yeah, and you did uh, a, a makeover at Peggy White Nights. Yep. Yeah, I did. I remember all that stuff. And um, the guy who owned that was kind of an interesting cat. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bud Bud Kelly. Yeah, and yeah. they would uh, they would play old movies most of the day. Yeah. And, Every once in a while, we'd go live. It was literally in somebody's house over on Airline Road. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's still there. It actually still is there, but yeah, it's not butt anymore. But yeah, they no. still have it over there. Um, it, and he probably made some money selling that, though. Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, come on, you know, low power TV station, not really yeah. a big, big thing these days. But you it's know. on cable now, though, isn't it? Well, three ninety three or something like oh, that. It really? Yeah, it's oh, okay. some god awful number. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you're scanning channels, do you scan up to three ninety three? No, I don't think so. No. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you did some great stuff over there. We had a lot of fun over there. And, yeah, it was uh, interesting. That was an interesting place. It was, it was kind of cool. And then the one thing that you did that I asked you to do was uh, MC the comedy nights over at the Muskegon Harbor Hilton. Yeah, you did that for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and then then it moved over to on Broadway. I think I did, I emceed there for a little bit. Yeah, and then he had because I think it was the same guy on both places, and I can't think of his name. Cornell. Yeah, yeah. He used to have Maxie's. There's a place yeah. called Maxie's. Yeah. He did comedy night there for a while too. Yeah, yeah. And it, that guy, that cat was uh, a, a different, a really nice guy. Yeah, he he had a. Uh, Kind of a guy who worked for him who was kind of his bodyguard. Kind of a bigger guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah, you didn't mess with Cornell. I know that. No. And he would, <laughs> he would come over and he, the cool thing about those gigs was they'd pay you in cash. Yeah. He'd just come over and just pull a big wad of bills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we used to do, when we were at Sunny, or uh, not Sunny FM, but Rock 95, um, back when Scott Christmas was on the air, we used to do the the thing over there at the Hot Legs contest they used to have over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, it's funny you bring that up because when I was going through these pictures, um, do you remember the bikini night they used to have at Walker? Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know if they still do that because uh, hockey in Muskegon, of course, always been big over at the Walker Arena. And they used to have, like, we would host this bikini contest every year. And and girls and, and guys, they'd have <laughs> <the> male. <laughs> really? The guys guys too? Speedos. Oh, jeez. Uh, I was just looking at the bikinis back then. It's like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, those. So uh, did you have to judge it? No, I was the MC. I, oh, okay, I, I good. Who, I don't know who they got to judge it. They got like three people. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah. I was just I was just introduce them and stuff. But yeah, we used to do some cool stuff with the the, the hockey team too. In fact, one time I got into goal. They had me play goalie. The hockey players used to come on my show every once in a while, and uh, I I started talking about and, and uh, about playing goalie, and uh, the guy said, "Well, we'll put you in goal." Really? So they uh, got me a goalie outfit, and and it was a game they were playing between the Muskegon All Stars, which is old guys from the old Lumberjacks and Mohawks back in the day, like yeah, Lynn Marguerite, yeah. and wow. like old hockey players. And then they would play a, a Red Wing alumni team. So they they brought me out there at practice and shot pucks at me. That <laughs> was the worst thing I ever did. Really? <laughs> I did a lot of stunts. That, that hurt. Yeah, <laughs> that was one thing he said. I should have thought of this a little bit, a little bit more here before yeah. I did this. Yeah, you know, when I was doing that, I thought to myself, back in the '60s, goalies didn't wear masks. 
Wow. And, you know, you take one off the face and you think, okay, he's got a mask on. That, that still hurts. Still hurts. It like yeah. jars your head. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine taking a puck off the face? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, that was the fun thing about that job was we, like, anything went. And if I, if I had a desire to do anything, I would go on the air. Yeah. And if I said I wanted to play goalie, so, like, somebody would make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Like I went bungee jumping once. I went skydiving because of that job. I was like, I've never been skydiving. Some guy in Grant called me up. Well, I'll bring you up here. And yeah. They do it just to get mentions on the air. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I did. did a lot of stupid stuff. I think I dove into Lake Michigan in the winter. Oh, good. That's always fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I did go up with the Blue Angels once, and I'm, I'll never do it again, but I'm glad I did. Oh, I did that. Oh, no, yeah. it wasn't the Blue Angels. It was a stunt plane at the airfare. Oh, okay. He was doing loops and shit. Yeah, yeah, same with me. Just swore I didn't mean to. Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> he was doing loops and stuff, and I think his goal, maybe the Blue Angels' goal with you, too, was let's try to get this yeah, guy sick. Yeah, because they, they tell you where the bag is before you, know, really? before you go up, and they make you sign a waiver. Oh, man. And I'm thinking, oh, man, okay, waiver? <laughs> okay. So yeah, and they were like right next to each other and everything else. It was yeah. really it was a it was a great experience that I'll never do again. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. did you enjoy it? I guess so. <laughs> I had an <laughs> enormous headache when I got out. I know that I kissed the ground when I when I got out because I did not enjoy it. I like you said, kissed yeah. the ground. When I got back down, I was like, again, just what you said. Yeah, that's fun to do once. Yeah. Once, yeah. yeah. God bless people who do that stuff. Oh yeah, because I can't. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, and he did this one thing where he went straight up, and it was a prop plane. It wasn't yeah. a jet, so I wasn't going as fast as you. He went straight up, and it, when you do that, apparently, physically, the propeller can't. Can't keep going yeah, or something, so it, yeah. It dies. Dies, yeah, stalls. And then you do, it does a stall, and then you do a coming down, and then yeah. the, the engine comes back on. You hope. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I. I mean, I assume he knew what he was doing, but you know, things go wrong. Right. You, you hear of crashes at airfares, so they explain to you how to get your release and all that yeah. stuff as far as to get out of the plane yeah, and everything. Going down like this. Yeah. I have time. <laughs> I yeah. So that was the coolest part of the job is I got to do, and I was young and crazy. Like yeah. I would never do that stuff. Oh no, that. no. I, I wouldn't be able to wake up the next day. I think if I did it now, yeah. that's for sure. But yeah, I, I can't even remember all the stuff we used to do. We used to do a lot of crazy stuff. But, you know, a lot of the stuff you did for me at Pier Marquette with Elvis, I mean, you you were classic with that because, I mean, here's this guy that doesn't even look like Elvis that no. we're trying to pass off as Elvis, and he, even his singing wasn't even close. But, you know, you did stuff about uh, um, some of his movies that he did, and he, you put him with a, a bunch of women on the beach, <laughs> and he's in that cheesy Elvis outfit, and... You were you were great doing that stuff though, and you did it all for me just to do it. Yeah. I mean that was what what was great about it. So, oh, and what a great place, Pier Marquette. It still is a great yeah. place, but man, we used to do Bobby's on the Beach. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. And this is again back then. There was like like I, I don't know what it was, but there was this era in the eighties where I thought it was pretty wild. And, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And and Bobby's used to serve shots with live fish in them. Okay. And then you do it, and you had like a fish handshake you would do. Really? Do it, but I think the health department shut that down. <laughs> and we well, would do dances out there, too. We would, yeah. do, um, we would take our mobile equipment yeah. and, and just do dances out on the beach with the, the on the pavement there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I used to DJ over there sometimes, too, in the basement area they had there, too. Yeah. We, when yeah. We, like, we used to go out to the beaches, too, in the summertime. Being, of course, on Lake Michigan in the summer was the best. Oh, yeah. And that was, And we were such a big lakeshore station from holland to like mm. ludington right 
So we were kind of, the station was known everywhere you would go. And we'd take that van out and hand out free soda. Do you remember doing that? No. Oh, we used to, yeah, we, the, we would go, after we got off our morning shift, we would go to one of the beaches with a van and just hand out free soda. It would last about six seconds. Oh, we would bring it'd be a all gone. Cooler. Yeah. We had a contract with Pepsi. Okay. Fill it with Pepsi products. Pop up there. You know, it's a 90-degree day. We pop up the lakeshore. Line of people. Six minutes, we're in and out. But, we, you know, you meet a lot of people, and it was a lot of fun. Well, I remember Sunny, Sunny FM, too. They did give away a lot of stuff that oh, yeah. said Sunny FM on it. I mean, I don't have any of it anymore. But did you, you got pictures, but do you have any of the paraphernalia that they gave away because they gave no. away so much stuff no. what if genie would have well, bumper stuff, stickers yeah. and t-shirts yeah and stuff. yeah yeah you still well, got that yeah and those again we'd take them out to the beach but they you know the first five people would get them oh yeah yeah we didn't have a lot of them to give away yeah but, yeah we did that that's the difference between radio then and now and i hate you know i don't there's no difference i mean life goes through changes you know that right thing. uh so i'm not complaining but they're back then the stations had promotional budgets and they right. were at sunny, quite high. Yeah. You know? Well, like I say, do, how, knew the value of that. How many stations have like a PR department and, uh, you know, that works with the sales department that has a huge sales department and right. work with the jocks and let the jocks do pretty much what they want to do. And it doesn't happen anymore. So, right. And, 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 you know, we mentioned all these things that we did, but it was dependent upon people like engineers. Right. Who could give us remote equipment. Right. Uh, you know, people like Jeannie who could set it up with the right people and make it look good when we got out there. Right. Like Jeannie, like if I said I wanted to dress up like a cop, she could get me a police officer uniform. <laughs> or, you know. She was great. She was, she was great. Yeah. You know, I was just looking at some of these photos. We had this, we had a basketball team that would tour and we'd do kind of like Harlem Globetrotters type stunts. Yeah. And uh, I would dress up like it was Christmas time. I'd dress up as Santa Claus and play basketball. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, that was the other thing, the Sunny Slammers. That was yeah. another thing you guys used to do. Yeah, we go. I, I was never asked to be on the team. I can't. I can't imagine why. But yeah, <laughs> we uh, we would go, and that was the cool thing about that is we'd go all over. Um, you know, I think one of the things about Sunny FM was there, our signal was so strong, right? That we'd get into these small towns, um, like Holton and you know, uh, Pentwater. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and they they really liked having us come up there because it was a big deal for them, right? You know. And that's where we usually went. Like Morley Stanwood, we played a game. and Yeah, well, I know you. I arranged a, a game in Muskegon Heights with you guys once, too, yeah. to play for Raise Money for Muskegon Heights. Yeah. 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 Muskegon Heights. We played Mona Shores. But what what we used to travel quite a bit, you know. Holland oh, yeah. High. We played Holland High's teachers once. Yeah. We played uh, uh, Mason County Eastern. Oh, yeah, Custer. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, by Luddington, yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. my family's from, believe it or not. Yeah. My dad's family lived there for years yeah. before they moved to Saginaw. So, yeah, very so, cool times, man. So um, as far as you've talked a little bit about it already, but, I mean, as far as some of the people that you're working with now, do they compare kind of with the Sunny FM days? or Yeah. Are you still having fun, I guess, in radio? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I think it, it was uh, interesting, the job I took um, in Grand Rapids, it's basically playing the same music I did when I was at Sunny. I know. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and when I first took that job back, it was kind of a throwback to my first radio job, which was at WSM in Saginaw when I was a kid, uh, because it's just you in a closet. Yeah. Playing tunes. Yeah. And at first it was like, God, I kind of missed the days of having a big, cause in, in Baltimore, our show got as big as six to eight people, you know? 
and a lot of contributors and stuff and yeah. and and that's great i enjoyed that a lot but it was like back to my roots it was like god this is kind of at first it was like daunting and then i'm like okay yeah. i remember doing this this is cool well, it was funny because i was i was driving in the car i got the station in and i told my wife i said this is exactly the stuff we played at Sunny FM. <laughs> now I don't even recognize the music at all on SNX, but yeah, yeah. But that was, that was great. I mean, it was kind of a flash from the past there for me, you know, hearing all that stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of weird too. Cause I, I do remember that first discussion just before I left Sunny FM and, and we, the whole time I was here, we were at that, yeah, right. that little building off of right next Which to Which is gone Ford. now. Yeah. 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 Um, right next to Getty Ford Drive, and the whole time I was here, I was in the, we were in that location, and they were just starting to talk about moving to Grand Rapids. Okay, because they, this, you know, our presence over there was never really um, great. Yeah, but it was it it did impact that market. I mean, we did get in there, and we did have listeners, and I think that they were starting to think about it. Yeah. Now the the, the one the, the one at the old Getty Theater. I see. I didn't realize that's where the original TRU was. The original WQWQ. I found this out later. Now I always thought that was a fairly brand new building when I came here to town, and it was there because you know Sunny FM. You guys had state of the art at that time, state of the art oh, equipment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean you could do just about anything in the studio there. Right. The old the story I heard was that old back studio, which was what we called production. Which right. is if you're not in radio, that's where we make commercials. Um, was the old True AM sixteen okay on air. And the reason was why it was so big, it was True AM goes back to the 40s right. where they would have live acts come in and perform on right. the radio. Right, right, you know? yeah. yeah. Back with this, like KBZ did the same yeah. thing back at the yep. Occidental, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I never knew that until, you know, now I know it. But I mean, back then, I'm thinking I was in history in there, you know, in, in the Sunny FM studios in the old one by the Getty Theater. That was quite, uh, quite an experience. Now that I think about it, it makes me feel kind of, Kind of warm and fuzzy all over. Yeah, and Sonny got confused with True because True was the big top forty, I think, at the time. You could know you'd know this more than I would. Well, yeah. not really. I came here in eighty three, eighty four. Okay. So But I think back in the seventies, True AM yeah, they was were, the they big, were, the they big were the top ones. forty in town. And uh it's funny because people would confuse the two because there was this comedy bit that I found on MTV's Half Hour Comedy Hour, right? which was a TV show. I used to get a lot of TV drops and use them. And uh, this guy did a, uh, you'll remember this, I think, this about a goalie, a hockey goalie called the Gamper. Okay. It was a co- three-minute comedy bit about this old hockey goalie who refused to give, it, give up. Uh, and it went on. It was just this hilarious bit. It was a guy by the name of John Tanick, I believe, was his name. And I played it all the time. And then I went away. I, I, I went away. People used to call for it and ask for it during oh, the yeah? season. Yeah. <laughs> then I went away and it went away because I don't think anybody saved it. And then when I came back, somebody called and asked me about it. And I'm like, whoa, I don't even, I don't even know if I could get a copy of it. So I went online and I was searching for it, hmm. trying to find it on the internet, you know, because you think everything's on the internet, right? Yeah. So I'm searching around online and I find a, a forum where people are discussing old radio memories from Muskegon. Okay. And somebody said, yeah, I remember True, True AM 16 used to play this. I'm like, no, I didn't. That was me. Because <laughs> True AM wasn't around when that, even that, that comedy bit wasn't even invented when yeah, True AM I, was around. I think that they ended, because I remember hearing them when I first came to town, True. And, uh, but I think it kind of ended 83 or something like that. Yeah, 83, probably 84. And yeah. Top 40 was probably dying yeah. a little bit. 
And, uh, well, AM, yeah, AM Top 40. I mean, because, you know, me, I grew up in the Detroit area where CKLW oh, yeah, yeah. was the thing, you know. And um, now well, was, we could get CKLW in Saginaw, too, so that was like a big deal for us. Oh, really? Dick Purton in the morning, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick Purton, yeah. You know, the the other thing, I don't know if you uh, you know anything about the, the Detroit, you know, TV 50. You remember that at all or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You the remember ghoul. The yeah, ghoul, yeah. yeah, he just passed away. Yeah. Yeah, he, I used to watch him. Every every Sunday or every week, whatever day he was on, I don't remember anymore. Well, that station was a big deal because um, if you got the initial cable offering in Saginaw, Michigan, back in the old days of cable, yeah, uh, Channel Fifty was involved in that. And okay, watched the Ghoul, and it was like a big deal. But okay. by that time, I was kind of too old for it. But they did have like a scary guy in Saginaw that was lame. Yeah, yeah, but the Ghoul, <laughs> the Ghoul was cool. He did he did all kinds of you know Froggy and. Uh, uh, Holy Parma and uh, just different stuff that was just that was very well, fun. He'd, he'd always then, blow up the frog puppet. Oh yeah, blow, blow up Froggy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was before Mister Bill. I know <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bill Kennedy at the movies used to watch yeah. that all the time too. But yeah, that was uh, that was some good times too back in the. I, I'm glad I found somebody that actually remembers the ghoul. Yeah, because I was so sad when I saw that he passed away. Can you like I've never tried to watch um clips of him on youtube but you probably can probably right? yeah. yeah i never thought of that you're right yeah because he would you know you would watch that show and you would watch a really bad horror movie i mean just the worst black and white horror movie you ever saw in your life just to, just to get to the ghoul you know and uh, he would be on for five minutes or whatever doing a bit but and he was an old top 40 dj and yeah that's, I can, that's, that's what i was gonna basically say basically what old top 40 djs did was right. we were like the time when the records weren't playing, we had to be entertaining and right. come up with all sorts of weird stuff to do. And that's basically what and, we were doing. And you, I remember now when uh, I used to do the overnights, you would come in in the morning, of course, to do your show. I'd try to have your stuff set up for you or whatever. But right. you had, uh, you must have played, I don't know, 30 carts in a row before you even went on the air the first time. You had all kinds of different bits and different oh, yeah, routines yeah, 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 yeah. that you went through. Yeah. I was pretty impressed by that. So. Yeah, before yeah, I, I would like constantly tape, and I still have cassette tapes that I find every once in a while in my pile. Who knows if they could still play though? Because yeah, I tried to listen to one once and they're just broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually found a, a Walkman at Goodwill, but I find these tapes and I would just watch TV in the afternoon when I was taking care of my kids when yeah. they were really young, and I would just tape off the TV anything that I found yeah. to be interesting, and then I would work it somehow into the show. Yeah, because you were king of drops, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, you had a lot of yeah. them. Man, you know, when I think back, I don't know where I got the energy because I have no energy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, a, God, what was I doing? Yeah, it's hard enough just going on Facebook now these days. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, God, well, we, I, I don't know. You know, I look back at those times, Oscar, and I just think that we were we were fearless. I felt like I yeah. was fearless, like I would try anything. And now, and, and I don't know if it's the industry or if it's just me, but I, I don't feel that fearless anymore. I'll, I will push the envelope a little bit but it yeah. was like i felt like i could do anything we could i felt like we could do anything on the air as right. long as we didn't um you know and we would try yeah and, you know the thing is we talk about successes but there were a lot, again there were a lot of failures oh, yeah. yeah i listened to audio and i'm like holy what was i thinking well you know sunny fm spoiled me because when i used to get away with just about anything on that station and then going to like mus and i think i went to uh the oldies and a few other different stations kbz again um and I couldn't do what I did there. It was really hard to just stick by, by the formatted, read the card, get out of it, get into a song, you know? Yeah. So that was rough. 
And then and there were, you know, and, and I talk about that era being the wild, wild west, but there are even like, I came from stations like that too. I mean, yeah. there was always that element of it, but personality radio is a little more accepted. Yeah. I'll tell you when the bellwether was, cause was that, um, wasn't in Muskegon still, even though Sunny FM came around, it still was a little bit rough. They wanted to stick to the format. No, but when you talk about corporate radio and cause in Baltimore, we were pretty, we were pretty wild too. In fact, I was known for crank phone calls and I would do them live <laughs> or not live, but I would actually do them. I wouldn't fake them. Okay. And I think that the general manager was under the impression we were faking them. <laughs> and, uh, long story. Uh, I got, the FBI involved once. Wow. Uh, it was, but it was, I'll tell you two things that happened in a row, nine 11. Okay, okay. In 2001. Yeah. Uh, and then the, uh, when Janet Jackson did the halftime of the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Showing okay. the- those two things in succession, I think they're about four years apart. Yeah. From that point, from after that second incident, things got tight between after 2001, because everybody was a little tense in America. Yeah. At yeah. that time. And then, then the mood of the country changed into that after that Super Bowl thing too, where the lawyers then corporately got involved with our show in Baltimore, and it changed dramatically. You know, we were we double think everything before yeah. we did it. Yeah. You know, we used to just do it. Now and, we were, like, and, oh, and now man. it's even now it's even yeah. harder. And yeah. also at that same time, corporations were taking over radio more and buying up a lot of stations, and and that and lawyers were getting involved. Right. So I think that was a that those three years were like the bellwether. I I saw the tide shift dramatically. Now when when uh when I started talking tunes back in ninety whatever it was over at Eagle ninety seven, with a couple of guys, he we got free reign from our our general manager at that time, Bob Bob Bolton, who has passed away. But I remember Bob, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he gave us he gave us free reign. So we pretty much did the Sunny FM thing all over again, maybe even more. Because it was mostly talk, you know. We, there wasn't very many tunes. Luckily, we got we got maybe one tune an hour in, you know. So, but uh, but it was kind of nice to do that again to bring that back because I got a few of the same people that I, we did it with originally, and uh, now we got, of course, Britta Cleveland with us. We've got uh, Kathy Eckerd and Bob Eckerd is, is with us. So it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Britta was just starting at Sunny when I left. I think. Yeah, she had worked there for a few months just before I left. She did real well here yeah. in Muskegon yeah. for a long time. And then, of course, Grand Rapids. But, uh, yeah, but Corp Radio kind of swallowed her up just like yeah. everybody else. So so I'm glad that she decided to join us to have a little fun, too. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, hey, hey anytime you want to come, too, you're welcome to come. So, I don't know. Do you got, we got anything else you want to you wanna mention or you want to talk about? No. Just, uh, I, I, I always, that's why I kind of came back to Michigan. When I, I got fired in Baltimore. I got let go. Or, you know, they didn't renew my contract. And uh, I started thinking, well, because I, I was going through a divorce at the time. I was thinking, I, and my kids are all grown. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, well, I can move anywhere in the country. I want to. And so I thought, you know, I always enjoyed West Michigan. That's yeah. why I came back to Grand Rapids. It, you know how the winters are. So it was like below zero out. And I was doing afternoons and Dave was doing evenings. And uh, we had an intercom system. You remember the intercom mm-hmm. system? Well, when you turned your mic up, it muted everything in that studio except the intercom. <laughs> so if somebody, and, and back then, you know, after the, the sales staff left at five o'clock, you know, the door was locked. And so you had to buzz to get in and it would buzz in the studio. So I was on the air doing my last break and uh, 
I hear the, the, the intercom buzz, and I look up, and they had a camera. I saw Dave standing at the door, and he's got a bag of fast food. So I'm on the air at the time, and I said, oh, the buzzer's ringing. Somebody's at the door. Oh, look, it's Dave. He's got some food for me. And I click on the intercom and go, hey, Dave, uh, did you bring some Burger King for me, too? He goes, open the f- door. <laughs> Live on the air. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm mortified at that point in time because the F word just went out over the air. I say, all right, took a break, went to commercials, popped down the mic. The phone lines lit up. It just lit up like like a Christmas tree. It's just we, I think we had five lines coming in. Yeah, all blinking. yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. So I started answering the phone, and he, I, I let him in. He comes in. And uh, I, I, I go answer the phone, and it's all these young teenage boys going, hey, that was pretty cool. Let's do that again. <laughs> and Dave comes in the room, and I said, um, I should have told you you were on the air, but you just swore over the radio. And he goes, I did? I said, listen, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. And nobody ever said anything to us about it. No. So yeah. no one complained. Yeah. Well, I was, I, was, I, was, I was sharing a story, too, when I was at Sunny FM. You Mark, Mark Brookie had the, or Frost had the uh, classic rock show that he would do every week. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody had to fill in because Mark had something going on or whatever. But it was a 20-year reunion, and I did this Woodstock show, and I don't know where I got my facts and figures from, but they were all wrong. They were, it was just I to, <laughs> totally bogus, you know, and everybody, nobody, nobody said anything, nobody cared. But one thing you mentioned about Sunny FM, too, we had five lines. I mean, we had calls all the time. I mean, even 3 o'clock in the morning, we'd get phone calls from people. They'd be listening, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, but, it was. Uh, the, well, I think when you put callers on the air a lot, like we did, I think that people um, it kind of activates things, and they always think that they can call and talk to you and tell you something. You know? Yeah, and they usually did. <laughs> one, one more good, good story. One time we were on the air, and I can't remember if it was Ron or Dave. I had one of the two producers. We were on the air, and we were talking about the new kids on the block. They were big at the time, and uh, my producer says something to the effect that Danny Wood looks like a horse. He's got a big giant face. <laughs> and so we go off the air and his phone lights up and we're talking to this girl and she's like 14 years old. I swear to God. Well, I know she's 14 years old because I asked her and she says, you know, Hey, you know, she's really upset that we called one of the new kids on the block a name. And I'm trying to talk her down because she's really up- upset. She's upset. Yeah. And I said, listen, my sisters thought Leaf Garrett was cool. David Cassidy was cool, but they grew up to be schmucks. <laughs> We're doing you a favor. Yeah. I'm not going to And she says, 14-year-old girl says to me, I'm going to effing kill you. Click, hangs up the phone. Well, wow. we had a policy. Like, you can't, if somebody threatens somebody, you have to tell the police. You can't yeah. let it go. And I'm looking at Dave, and we're like, I'm not going to call the police. We should call it. Yeah, we got to call the police. Because it was a death threat. She threatened to kill you. Yeah. Okay. So I thought the police would come over. Well, I'll have a good laugh about this, and that'll be that. But the cop comes over, and he's deadly serious. Hmm. He says, we take all death threats seriously. So that night, I'm laying awake thinking, how can a 14-year-old girl possibly kill me? Is she going to throw, like, a Hello Kitty backpack full of explosives <laughs> in the car? That's going to happen. Yeah. And, of course, we all know, after I had 14-year-old girls of my own, and we all know that they talk about you behind your back until you kill yourself. That's how they... <laughs> That's how a kid kills you. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that too. Yeah, I'm having seven. Yeah, I know that. Um, <laughs> you have seven kids? Yeah, with my first marriage, three, and then we had four more when I remarried, when I married, when I married my wife, Terry. So, God yeah. bless you, dude. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm three, still here too. Me ragged. <laughs> um, I, I was you were talking about that nasty man, uh, uh, Mark Rich. That's what he. I remember him and I were having a discussion on Sunny FM about some woman that came and and and, uh, and scratched his, his new truck everywhere. He had just had it redone and everything, and they somebody just keyed it everywhere. So we were talking about, but that, that's what happened over there too. We used to get that a lot. Yeah, I think I bought that truck off of him too. Was yeah. that was it an S10? I bought yeah, an S10, S10 pickup yeah. off him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It somebody, lasted a while too. Yeah, somebody keyed that one. I had a couple of female producers. One was Julie. She was pretty tough. She could take it, but there was one that you know I used to. She was a little mild mannered. Yeah, a good story about her. She came in one day looking just like sick yeah. and i'm like what's the matter she said uh she was living with his her boyfriend at the time i think and he, he couldn't find his 16 foot python that he kept in a room <laughs> oh i'm like your boyfriend keeps it yeah there was one room in their house that was devoted to a python that was 16 foot long wow and it was gone in the dead of winter i'm like i saw i was just I just remember talking to her on the air about it, going, I'm just fascinated by this. How do you feed it? Do you just throw a rabbit in there, shut the door? What you... And I think they eventually found it. But, man, that was like, she was like, you know, because she's worried about the neighborhood pets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eat all the small dogs and uh, cats. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, how do you lose that? Yeah. <laughs> we left the door open. Well, sir, I really appreciate you coming in. I appreciate you having me. It's uh, it was a great time at one hundred four five, man. Yeah, back on that, and I, I often thought about this. I thought, um, I I don't know if I appreciated it while I was in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah, I appreciate it now. I think there were times when I did, but there were times, you know, because I was always an anxious person, and I always was worried about, you know, whether I sounded good or yeah. how good I was. Because oh I, yeah, you know, I always had insecurities. I think anybody in entertainment does. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing too. When you're first start, especially with me, when I was first starting out, that was, uh, I was always worried about how I sounded doing this right. Or now I could care less. Now I know it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I oh, come on have a good time. And if I, if, you know, yeah. if I sound like crap, Oh, well, yeah, there's another day. But you have more fun. I think I enjoy it more now. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a part of growing old. You just, yeah. You give zero F's anymore after a while. You know? <laughs> no, it's a well, pleasure. Pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. And 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 what you said too about Sunny FM that was that was true. It kind of it kind of changed me around too as far as what radio should have been, but wasn't always. Because I remember I went from Sunny FM to to uh, MUS, I think it was, and that was quite quite a difference. Because like I say, that was pre-programmed. You said exactly what you needed to say. You said the weather exactly the way it was supposed to be said. Mm -hmm. And not that I'm saying I didn't like it. I really did love working at MUS. It was just that it was nothing like. But I came from Sunny FM, yeah. so, and but. and I was fortunate that that um, you know, I never experienced that in my life, I and, and until I don't think I ever have. But well, that's because you're the you're one of the funniest jacks I've ever met. That's for sure. I mean, I, you and I. I mean, even though you we didn't work together at Sunny FM, we still had a great time doing goofy mm -hmm. things. You know, at Pierre Marquette or Peggy White Nights or or comedy night you'd MC it over there that was just a that was a lot of fun too yeah i can remember that the first time at that comedy night because i still do stand-up um i still do stand-up comedy that was the first time i ever did it and the first time you got an audience laughing with you yeah god what a what a head rush yeah and i remember that was at the hilton was the first time well you you know i won't probably won't use this story but the, the reason i i asked you to come over there and the reason i 
talk the program, the general manager or whatever to get, to get you is I went up there to introduce the comedian and like three times and all three times they came back and had, had to have jokes about my arm. Oh no. Called me the elephant man and all this kind of stuff. And it was like, uh, the, the great thing about that though, was that the crowd knew me so well, cause I've been there for five years. Mm-hmm. They knew me so well that they just kind of heckled them on that whole joke, you know? So that was kind of cool. But then I thought, no, nah, like, it's low hanging fruit. Yeah. I mean, I sh- you shouldn't. Yeah, do that. I know. And so I figured, well, I, I don't need this anymore. We'll see if we can get somebody. And then I thought about you and you were willing. And yeah. So well, I'm yeah. glad you did. Cause that's where I got uh, the first Jones to do it in the yeah. first place. And, so, uh, yeah, it was fun. I, I've, I've enjoyed it since. Well, thank you, man, for uh, inviting me. Yeah, now we get to take pictures. Okay, cool. <laughs> and uh, he's obviously well aware of my limited wardrobe <laughs> because, Eric, step up to the mic there. He brought me this really cool shirt, and it's got, uh, you want to describe it, or would you rather? Yeah, it's just a bunch of protesters. They get their finger up their nose, and they call it a picket line. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Where'd you find this shirt? Oh, you remember the store? Uh... No, I don't know right now. Okay, that's great, though. I don't want to plug them anyway. No. An entire line of people with their fingers up their noses. It's like a corporate staff meeting at this place. Hey, 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 hey. Just kidding. Hey, I don't work here. I can't allow that. Yeah, it's not their noses where the fingers would be up, so. <laughs> Sorry. And there's a card that goes with it. But I won't read it over the air yet. Because <laughs> I want to preview it first <laughs> so we don't get in trouble. Hi, what's up? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. How you guys doing this morning? Great. Hey, listen, uh... Just want you to wish you uh, the best of all in your future endeavors here. Thank you. And uh, for all your skeptical audiences out there who are kind of hesitant on JoJo Gerard there, I think you ought to give them a shot at it. You know, you never know. You never can feel anybody else's shoes, especially yours, because I heard you got big feet. But that's I do. the point. <laughs> so do I. It's pretty big, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... No, I think got to give Joe a try here. I think he's going to work out okay. I was going to tell everybody about the wonderful Sunny Slammers, but uh, Michael's our official bench warmer of the Sunny Slammers. And uh, so how bad are the Sunny Slammers doing anyway? Well, I I don't know. I think their record is 2-5 and five or something. 2-5? and five? That's not too bad. I mean, Well, they... it is because they've lost their last five games. <laughs> <laughs> five in a row. That's right. They they've lost five straight games in a row. They they won their first two. I remember I was always saying how wonderful they were because they were undefeated. Then Holland came along and kicked their butt, and after that it was history. Big time. Big yeah. time. Um, but come on out to the game. That's Monday night, right? Yeah, Monday. It's going to be for for the McDonald's employees of McDonald's at Muskegon Community College at seven p.m. That's a de- definitely that's a good cause. The Ronald McDonald House. Exactly. But are you going to be playing this time, or are you going to be warming the bench again? I think they're going to be giving, I think they gave, I saw a memo and uh, had my name on it in regards to something to do with towels. (laughs) Towel boy, okay, that'll work. (laughs)